Hello and welcome back everyone to another episode of Uva Radio News. I am Michela Grasso and I'm here with Marlene Brühl. How Hello, are you? I'm good. How are you? I am okay, a bit stressed uh, <laughs> and uh, could be better, but um, 2020 is almost finished. So yeah. I'm quite happy about that. Running to the end of the year. Yeah, I feel like everyone has a lot to do. I actually, I listened to a Christmas song the other day. Oh my God. And I love Christmas songs. Same. I, it's like my guilty pleasure. And yeah. then the guy was singing, it's the most wonderful wonderful time of the year and I was like are you kidding me <laughs> no no not I don't know about that <laughs> but yeah it's really a um, shitty year and also the news of today's are not super pleasant and happy yeah. because we are starting with Ethiopia that is um, going through quite a big conflict of which we don't know a lot mm -hmm. and it's very interesting um, well Ethiopia is a country in the eastern part of Africa okay and it's the only African country that has never been colonized properly It has mm -hmm. been under Italian control, but like partial control, and then they kicked them out. So it's a very strong, independent country. It mm -hmm. has a very long history. Okay. And there are a lot of ethnicity, as it's happened in many African countries. And yeah. there is a um, conflict like, right now between the northern regions of the Tigray and the southern, the rest of the country, I would say. Yeah. Okay. So between the north and the south? Basically, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and the prime minister is Habi Hamed. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's curious because he's an ex-Nobel Peace Prize winner. And there is a, uh, quite a debate around Nobel Peace Prize lately because it seems like uh, they haven't been assigned to the right people. Mm -hmm. So uh, Abiy Hamed won the prize, the prize because of um, he ended the war between Ethiopia and Eritrea, which has been going on for a lot of years. Yeah, yeah. 2018. Yeah. And now he's starting this new war with the Tigray regions based okay. on not very democratic assumptions and this kind of stuff. And we have, meanwhile, in the same this year as well, also in the past year, mm -hmm. in Myanmar, we have Aung San Suu Kyi, I don't know yeah. what's the name, who is a woman that won the Nobel Prize winner, I think, uh, a decade ago or something. Yeah. And, he, and she has been really uh, committing a genocide against the Rohingya people. Today is only hard names, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she also won a Nobel Peace Prize and people that are very concerned about <laughs> how they... I, yeah, I also wonder like how, wh what are like requirements to to get a Nobel Peace Prize? Like It's just you have to have done something extraordinary mm -hmm. for the world, for mm -hmm. peace. And for example, Habi Ahmed um, and the conflict, like a conflict that seemed like could never end yeah, yeah. and um, Hong Sang Suu Kyi, she was a journalist, she was like... Uh, oppressed by the Myanmar government, mm -hmm. uh, you know, she was a very strong political okay. opponent against the dictatorship. But then yeah. at the same time, it seems like they are becoming the old dictatorship. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so in the past three weeks in Ethiopia, there have been hundreds of deaths, thousands of refugees are fleeing okay. to Sudan, mm -hmm. the conflict is raging. And uh, the minister ordered last night uh, um, troops into the region mm -hmm. of the Tigray and into the main city that has like 500,000 inhabitants. So mm -hmm. there could literally be a massacre. Wow. And yeah, there's always been a conflict, I would say, between these two. Yeah. Do you know, I mean, what is what is the cause of this conflict? Like where, mm. and that's sometimes also yeah. what I wonder, you know, like, well... Yeah, there is like a political party in the Tigray region, that is the Tigray People Liberation Front. Uh-huh. 
uh, they used to dominate the country before the prime minister yeah. and uh, they disagree on a lot of stances okay. and this year the elections were cancelled because of covid mm-hmm. but the Tigray region held the elections illegally i would say mm-hmm. even though the prime minister said no yeah and then the prime minister said that they um, attacked the military base okay. uh, in november start of november and that was the the trigger yeah the trigger mm-hmm. to the conflict that is going on super strong and it could literally trigger another conflict with Eritrea and a conflict with Somalia as well mm-hmm. so it could lead to a lot of instability in the eastern part of Africa which yeah. is not exactly what the world needs right now no yeah. no not at all no yeah That's, well yeah it's complicated mm-hmm. and it's a pity that uh, you know there is so much going on that we don't really know about yeah as well yeah yeah uh, it's it's crazy. There's so much. I mean, we talked about a lot of conflicts that are going on this year as well. I feel like yeah. you know, it's been going on for years. Um, yeah, it has not been the most amazing year. No, no, it hasn't. Yeah. Yeah, especially in that area, because I mean, um, I think of also Yemen, it is in the um, Arabia Peninsula, and mm-hmm. that's also a gigantic conflict going on. <coughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's very messy. Nobody's talking about it. Also in Somalia, there is a conflict right now with like terrorist attacks towards Kenya like it's a very complicated situation yeah and we really should talk about it more <clears throat> yeah no that's true 100% yeah I feel like also we often live a bit in in our bubble here like so I'm also I'm actually also happening uh happy to do this podcast as well like yeah basically that we talk about this these things um yeah. I also, for example, uh, uh, a friend of a friend of mine uh, is living in India and got corona and cannot afford basically like their their treatment. Uh, mm. And uh, the situation is so bad there um, that he can't take care of the family and the children need education. Yeah, and that's... Uh, yeah, needs yeah. people to donate as well. So uh, she asked for some people to do that. But yeah, that's what I meant. Like sometimes you just cannot grasp like we... Um, yeah, we, it's yeah. so true, so yeah. true. But, um, well, today we have a new feature, so um, we're experimenting this new thing of saying headlines, and then we pick one and we talk about it. Um, Nice. Let's try. Yeah, let's try it out. Yes. (laughs) Paris police officer suspended over brutal beating of black men. Guatemala protesters set Congress on fire during budget protests. China calls launch a success as robotic spacecraft heads to the moon. Trump says for the first time he'll leave office if Electoral College votes for Biden. Pig gods fly as Taiwan lawmakers wall over US pork imports. What? <laughs> Thierry Baudet stands down as far-right FVD party leader. Oh, nice. There is a Dutch news at the end, so I would really like to know more about that, even though the uh, pig guts is really intriguing me but uh, same same <laughs> yeah and yeah <laughs> let's talk made about me a bit nauseous <laughs> yeah let's talk about Thierry Baudet yeah so basically um well Ch- uh, yeah Thierry Baudet he um is like um uh, the former founder of the de- um the party forum for democracy and um this is a co- conservative uh, right-wing populist uh political party in the Netherlands um they have become very popular actually yeah that's true and i think it's also because they have been a lot in the media as well for being mm-hmm. controversial as well yeah. um it is said that they will have um the most seats um in the upper house of the parliament actually um ahead of uh where prime minister mark Rutte. it's kind of scary honestly, it's kind of scary because, yeah uh, yeah for those who don't know 
Forum for Democracy is a very right-wing, uh, exactly, yeah, anti-immigrants, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a super uh, right-wing, uh, yeah, political party, and they're also doing well in the European Parliament elections. So that's a bit scary. Um, a few days ago, actually, um, uh, Thierry Baudet, I don't know if I pronounce his yeah, name right. Fine. Um, he has with withdrawn himself as the leader um, of the party after um, actually some screenshots of uh, homophobic and anti-Semitic messages were revealed uh, in uh, in like app groups. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, I also digged a bit into that. I, I, there, I think there was uh, an Instagram account um, where uh, uh, a member of the party posted, um, yeah, very problematic That's content. That's insane. That's insane. But it was the younger people of the party, right? Exactly, like the yeah. Young section. Yeah, yeah. And I also think, I mean, the, the party is called uh, Forum for Democracy. <laughs> and I think uh, the name democracy can be a bit misleading here. Yeah. yeah when yeah. you look also at the homophobic and the racist uh, futures the party supports. Yeah, it's, it's crazy that they would allow people like that in the party that are deliberately racist, anti-Semitic, homophobic. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean... Thierry um, Bordeaux, uh, Bordeaux um, he actually also like what he calls for is for less immigration um, and he wants the Netherlands uh, to leave the EU actually. Sure. <laughs> he, he told the, do you know the Volkskrant? Yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he told the newspaper that he uh, actually, I quote him, he said ideologically he's against the EU, against the internal market, uh, against the open borders and against the whole thing. Oh, wow. Well, um, I don't know how many anti-EU there are in the Netherlands, but last year I was working in uh, Dam Square and I saw uh -huh. these people that looked completely um, crazy, like mentally sick or something, but I think yeah. they were norma normal, like normal, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> how do you call this thing? Um, and they were wearing this uh, gilet, like, you know, like the gilet jaune in France. Yeah. Yeah, we've written like an exit, so Netherlands exit of oh the EU. Oh my God. And all I of these, they like had these anti-EU flags and stickers, but they were old people. They were like 70, 80. So I was like, why are you here? Like, yeah. And they were shouting. They literally seemed crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, also, I don't get it because like when we look at Brexit, you know, like how, w what is that of a yeah. leading example? And Nexit, such a it's just stupid, stupid yeah. Name. And yeah. also, they uh, there's this guy. He's called uh, Hidema. Um, he's another leader of the party, uh -huh. and he made such a. I mean, this is but yeah. But I think he made such a weird statement. He said um, that IQ uh, and race are related. Oh there's a relationship. God. And then he said um, that you could t take someone from Syria, where apparently the average IQ is 84. What he yeah. says. And you put them in the Netherlands, where the IQ is over 100 or something, and he says they are going to earn less than a lot of native uh, Dutch people. Then and, then he, and then he said, but this is not racism. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's those people that say the most racist stuff, and then they say, I'm not racist. Exactly, uh, yeah. And I, I mean, um, this actually reminded me of something. Um, I feel like there are a lot of um, terrible stigmas around are like refugees, uh, people from Syria as well. Uh, I actually, for a fact, when uh, actually when I finished school, I was working um, a few months before uh, I went to Australia. Uh, I was working as a dishwasher. It was amazing. <laughs> and I was working um, with um, a guy from Syria. Mm -hmm. He was a refugee. And everyone, uh, 
like they treated him like he was stupid literally that's, that's how yeah. they treated him they uh and they they were also like yeah he doesn't speak english and i mean yeah like that what uh what this uh what hidema said is those are where the stigmas come yeah. from and he told me later um i talked a bit with him and he told me like he was a doctor you know he was a doctor in syria wow. he studied and here like no one takes him serious and he has to come in the netherlands and be treated like a fucking child yeah and that's yeah. yeah it's just not okay But well, so Thierry withdrawn from the party, right? Uh, yeah. But I saw yesterday on TV that he wants to come back now. It's a bit of a mess. And there were, like it was like a soap opera on TV. I mean, only because of a Dutch boyfriend, so he tells me about it. But yeah, yeah. Basically, like uh, the ex-girlfriend of Baudet went on TV. Okay. And she said that uh, Baudet himself made the anti-Semitic remarks at the party. Yeah. And then now... Thierry wants to She's come back to the party again. So she said that. Yeah, the ex-girlfriend okay. said it. Yeah. In, on TV. Yeah, yeah. And like people Love were that. crying. I don't know what happened. Like yeah, it was yeah. a weird TV show. And then, <laughs> and then Baudet wants to come back to the party now, but uh, they don't want to let him in. But yeah. I was thinking because I mean I'm Italian. Italy mm. is so racist. Um, Italian politicians are super racist. They always yeah. say racist stuff publicly, and nobody would ever dream of them withdrawing themselves from the party because they say racist stuff yeah yeah so i mean this but that stuff is bad but for me it looks like wow like it's a country where you are held accountable you know yeah yeah that's true that is very true yeah, so it's still better than uh, than italy i would say of course yeah, yeah yeah i mean uh, yeah definitely yeah. But uh, yeah, talking about controversial stuff, um, actually, I had a point. I was looking at the Dutch um, leader parties mm-hmm. for the elections in 2021, because for the non-Dutch listeners, there are going to be um, general elections in March. Yeah. Uh, and all the party leaders are men, basically. Oh. There is like one, there is a woman. Quite sad for the Netherlands. That's uh, that's really sad. That's sad for the Nether- Netherlands, yeah. yeah. I I thought it was um, more diverse, to be Same, honest, when absolutely. I came here. Yeah. But well, uh, talking about women, um, there is a whole thing about the tampon tax in Scotland, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, um, well, basically, um, there was a, there is this uh, tampon tax. I don't know if you know about it, um, but um, actually, we pay taxes on our tampons because they are labeled as uh, luxury items. What a luxury! Yeah, like. <laughs> I can't, mean, can't wait to wear it as a chain. Exactly, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why earrings. I get it, you know. Like, I make I make earrings on us. Yeah. <laughs> no, but... Uh, and, for example, uh, like, Viagra is, for example, not labeled uh, as a luxury item. But yeah. tampons are. I don't know, like, where's the... I wonder the who made the law. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> as well, yeah. Probably a woman, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and it's quite interesting to look at um, that, I mean, an average uh, menstruating person has their period around... Uh, like uh, I think over two thousand days of their life. That's too much. That's <laughs> too much, yeah. yeah. And um, and that person spends over seven thousand euros um, on, yeah. Yeah, um, that's yeah. I mean, if you consider tampons. that every period I buy, I spend at least ten, fifteen euro on mm. on pads and yeah. and and, and painkiller together. Yeah. And then I have it like twelve times a year, so it's one hundred eighty euros. Per forty, it's yeah, around seven thousand yeah. euro. Yeah, and I also just don't understand how you how can you label it as a luxury item when we have like I'm so much in pain all the time, like yeah, when I have true. my period, and then it's it's not really like a luxury for me. Like if I use a tampon, it's yeah. kind of a necessity exactly. for me not to break down. 
Yeah, and also, uh, well, but now in Scotland, uh, they're free, apparently, like period products. Exactly, yeah, yeah. They um, they released to abolish uh, the tampon tax. And also in the UK, they want to do that um, from January that's really 2021. Cool. So that's very good. Um, and yeah, I mean, I um, before I, I wasn't aware, actually, that there was this uh, luxury tax on the tampons. Mm. And I think it's, uh, yeah, it, they're, they're, it needs to change because it... Uh, it kind of shows again like discrimination against every uh, person who's men- uh, menstruating. Absolutely, yeah. woman, non-binary person, transgender yeah. person, doesn't matter. And I mean, like this sh- shows again that we're we're not there yet. Yeah, yeah, we aren't. And I was also thinking of homeless people that have periods. Yes, like, um, true. It's really expensive, and how do they uh, afford it? Because in the Netherlands, it is really expensive to buy pads. Like, yeah, and I go out through a lot of pads during the yeah. period. So. Yeah, it's true. Actually, also like for me as a student, like last year, uh, like arriving here and you know, like finding a job, yeah. living in a expensive city, um, it's kind of hard to adjust. And I remember, like in the beginning, I was like. Tampons are actually like expensive here. Yeah, and, um, yeah, it's it's not nice to struggle with those. Yeah, things. of course. Like uh, often, people, you know, you tell them, "Oh, there is a tampon tax, and mm. I don't like it." And people are say to you, "Oh, but because tampons are not biodegradable and they're not ecologic." Mm. But also, if you buy them, um, maybe not all people can have a menstrual cup, you know, because yeah. you don't like it, because you don't feel li- like you want it, yeah. you have a spiral, because yeah. your uterus is shaped in a certain way, whatever. Yeah. So I don't know this imposition that oh, we only in Italy they only take the took the tax down for um, biodegradable stuff, but stuff that nobody uses. Yeah. It's really complicated to find. Uh, it's it's a bit of a nonsense, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think so as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, to the um, listeners who have periods, uh, there are ecological ways. Of course, there is the cup. Then there is the um, tampons that you wash, not tampons, the pads that you wash in the laundry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, although uh, I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> my grandma told me that she used to do that. Um, oh yeah, yeah, like course. at different times, of course, as well. Yeah. Um, but mm, yeah. like for me, it wouldn't be. Also underwears that are like period underwear made on purpose for your periods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't yeah, tried it out, but yeah. Yeah, I would like to try it one day, but I will let you know. I yeah, don't know. yeah. Maybe yeah. not in my first day, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like uh, uncontrollable, but uh, Ex- yeah. 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 Well, uh, we had a nice talk about uh, periods and everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Ethiopia and Thierry Baudet. By the way, go check out the Thierry Baudet pictures of his previous life because he was this kind of weird model. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, he has a lot of um, picture where he's like half. Not yeah, he's naked, but you just don't see the things. Oh, uh, like okay. Laying around on a poolside. Uh, I guess that's kind of our fun fact. Yeah, today. yeah, that's kind of funny. I wasn't even aware. Yeah, <laughs> he has like a whole personality. You know, yeah, like he's a personality. That's why he stands up so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, it's always nice talking to you. I feel like about these topics. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, there are not a lot of events, guys. I'm sorry for whoever wanted to have events, but uh, you can find a lot of interesting lecture on the UVA website, so the mm-hmm. University of Amsterdam website. And remember that there is course registration for the UVA students on Tuesday. Good so that you tell sign me. Sign up on time and don't forget to do it. Yeah. Last That's time good. I was like five minutes before. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm wake up super early that day and I just keep refreshing the page. Yeah, yeah. Last time I was like 10th in line. Yeah. Never happened. But one time I was like 
5,000 in line Great. as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let's try to do it on time. I'll try. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for being here, Marlene. Of course, of course. And um, we'll be back with the news next week. Yes, take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.